Good morning. Good morning. Oh, you guys aren't awake. We're not starting until I hear you. Good morning. Yay, that's so much better. It's good to see everyone here. I'm so glad everyone's here. Whoever's out in the foyer, it's time to come in. Get you all in here, all you late arrivers. Now everybody's watching. That's okay. If everybody wants to come in, we'll give you some time. The Nazarenes aren't here yet. The Nazarenes aren't here yet. You got to be super late to be a Nazarene. So (laughs) these are wannabes. (laughs) Well, we are glad you're here this morning. How do you like the setup? Kind of fun, huh? Keeps you on your toes a little bit, right? It's super fun. Now I just got to watch you guys behind you. I'm going to have to watch them. So we just want to welcome you here. If you guys are new to WLC, we are glad that you are here. We would love to meet you personally. So you can meet with me. You can meet with Pastor Tim. You can meet with Pastor Scott. Where is Scott? There he is over there. You guys, we would love to meet you if you're new here. We have a little gift for you. We'd love to give to you and just make you... uh, understand that we are super thankful and grateful that you're here. Um, This morning, there's just a couple things that we want to go over with you and let you know that's happening this week. So first of all, is everybody aware of this? Fall Family Festival? Yes. Yay. So it's on October 9th. Last week, we asked for Kingdom Builders, which is our new name for volunteers, because guess what? You guys are more than volunteers. You are kingdom builders. We are building the kingdom as Jesus asked us to. So we need kingdom builders to help pull off Fall Family Festival. Last week, we got three. How many do we need, Kins? We need 15 more. 15 more. And you guys, this is how these kids are going to come to know Jesus. When I was a little girl... I went to what was like our Fall Family Festival, and it is what grabbed me. It's what made me understand who Jesus is, and it's important. These kids won't know Jesus if we don't do it. We've got to give, get them Jesus. So please volunteer. See Mackenzie. Email her. See me, any of us, but we need volunteers. It's not hard. It's fun. They're great to be around. It's good fellowship time, too. But it's also what we're called to do scripturally. So we need to be there. So please, please sign up because we want it to be a huge success. The other thing that we want you guys to know about is the prayer cards on your seats. These prayer cards are for you to fill out so we can pray for you. We also want to know that your praises, if they get answered, because we, we praise Jesus too. It's not over until we praise him. So we want to make sure we do that. But please fill them out. You can give them to me. You can put them in the offering. You can put them in the offering, the wooden offering box outside. And um, we will make sure they get prayed over on Wednesday night at 6.30 is prayer night. And we have been taking you guys to the throne. But you know what? It's been so awesome just meeting with Jesus This church has become a praying church, and we're excited about that. And every single chair that you're sitting in this morning has been prayed over. 
Well, I feel I have to walk around so I see everybody. <laughs> so um, we're super excited about that. We are really excited that we get to pray for you, that God has made a way for us to, to communicate with him ourselves one-on-one. So that's super special as well. All right, so this morning, as you can tell, we are anticipating Jerry Nelson being here. And in a few moments, I'm going to ask Pastor Tim to come up and and give you a better insight on that. But Jerry is here, and we are excited about it. It is a special, unique morning. If you're new here, this is not our norm. We're usually up there. We usually are not out here in the middle, but this is fun. It's a good way to waken our senses. And... um, I told Jerry that you guys are going to sing along, so please don't let me down. Make sure you're singing with him, but um, we're excited about him being here. He has a a new ministry that he started that he's going to tell you about called The Gathering. We're excited about that, and um, it's just, you know, isn't it awesome just to come together and be able to, to worship Jesus no matter what? It's just awesome. So we get a new way of doing that this morning, a unique, special time. So we're excited about that. So to start us off, um, before I call Pastor Tim up, let me just pray and ask the Holy Spirit to come in here this morning. So Lord Jesus, Father, we thank you for each person that is sitting in these seats this morning that you've brought here, that you have prompted their hearts to be here. And Lord, we're grateful for the fact that we get to worship you. Any way that we can lift your name up, Lord, you are the star of the show this morning. It is you that we are here for. And Lord, I pray that our hearts will line up with yours this morning and that you will speak to our hearts individually and as a group. And Lord, we just thank you so much for for loving us the way that you do. We thank you for meeting us where we're at. And Lord, I pray that you will be honored this morning. Lord, we love you with all of our hearts, and we ask your Holy Spirit to come in here even more. I pray that you will be loosed in this place, that you will move up and down the aisles, that you will hold each person in where they're at with their lives, and that you will minister to their hearts. Call them, Jesus. I pray that they will answer the call that you have for them, that they will hear your voice, that their spirit will be still, and Lord, that you will move in their lives and in our church. I ask you, Lord Jesus, to take over this morning. Anoint Jerry as he brings his gifts and lays them at the altar for you. And Lord, anoint Pastor Tim as he brings us your word. And Lord, I pray that you will open our ears, our minds, and our hearts to hear what it is that you have to say to us. We love you, and we thank you for this day. And all God's people said, amen. Pastor Tim, I'll let you come up, and then we'll do the, you know what? We need to do the offering first, so you can stand with me. You want to do the offering? Oh, good. Hey, you can do it. I got a microphone. You got a mic. I got a microphone. Okay, you don't need me. (laughs) Man, this is different, isn't it? And uh, the four of you back here. You are in the premium seats. You're right here, I'll tell you. It's great to see all of you here today and have opportunity to worship together. I um, do want to invite our ushers, if they would come and pick up these plates and begin to pass those. This is just our regular morning church tithe and offering to take care of the responsibilities of this church. So if you would begin to pass those plates, I would appreciate that.
1993, I was called to become the pastor at Denver First Church of the Nazarene. And I knew some of the staff there. No, I knew about them. And one of those was Dr. Jerry Nelson. And can I tell you, when I went there, I was intimidated by him. At least I thought I would be. Because he was such a gifted musician. He was not just our keyboard player. He was our orchestra uh, director. And we had about 30 pieces in the orchestra. And he was our arranger of music. And he was a pastor to people. And I discovered right away that there was nothing to be intimidated about. He was as kind, gentle, he became my friend. So today I am incredibly honored to introduce to you my friend and our guest this morning. Would you please welcome Dr. Jerry Nelson. Come thou fount of every blessing to my heart to sing your praise. Streams of mercy never ceasing call for songs of loudest praise. fixed upon it mount of your redeeming love
I feel like I may get dizzy this morning. You're all around me. I don't know who to look at. But uh, we're going to enjoy singing this morning. Lori gave me the feeling that this was a great singing church. You like to sing, and you like to sing loud. Now, I'm not sure she's being totally honest about that. But you're going to give a, I'm going to give you a chance to prove it. fact is, Lori and Patrick are going to help me this morning, and uh, it's a little smaller praise team than you normally have. Is that right? A little bit slow. Okay. Well, would you come on up here, and we're going to sing some songs that I think all of you know. And uh, the first one, I sang a song about our hearts being tuned to sing his praise. Did you come this morning? with your heart tuned to sing and to sing his praise? It's one thing to sing, and it's quite another thing to sing his praise. That's what we're doing this morning. Oh, for a thousand tongues to sing. Oh, for a thousand tongues to sing My great Redeemer's praise Jesus, the name that bids our sorrows cease. Tis music in the singer's ears. Tis life and health and peace. He breaks the
about their singing. They're yeah. singing strong. It's strong. And they're singing it can get it from stronger. Their I've heard them stronger. Come on, guys. Bring it. <laughs> hey, we've got the kids that uh, are going to go with Mackenzie now. So you guys can meet Miss Mackenzie over here. And the kids will go and do their children's worship. Thank you, Jimmy. Oh, thank you. <clears throat> you know, in every audience... There's a nucleus of classical music lovers. Now, that may not be your steady diet, but if you like at least some classical music in your diet, shoot up your hand. Oh, look at that. I'm glad I included one classical piece this morning. I was a school teacher for my first 11 years of career before I went to Denver first. Um, I enjoyed teaching about the composers. Tchaikovsky especially because he's such a great piano composer, and pianist for that matter. Um, and the thing is, uh, he was very poor, like most musicians back in that day. Well, this day too, for that matter. <laughs> but uh, he was so poor, he was constantly being evicted from his apartments because he couldn't pay his rent. Now, back in those days in Russia, they didn't call them apartments. They called them condominiums, or we called them condominiums. They called them flats back in that day. I think probably because the entire dwelling was all on one level. Well, while he was writing the piece I'm about to play, he was evicted, if you can believe this, four times during the write of that one piece. I can tell some of you were kind of saying with your eyes, hey, I don't need the trivia, just play the music. <laughs> but the, the reason I told you that much, I know you will never forget that this piece was written in five flats. <laughs> I wasn't quite ready for that, Rachel. <laughs> One, two, it's still working though.
Well, there are a few classical music lovers here. Um, you can see why I enjoy Tchaikovsky. And some folks are thinking, no, I don't like classical music. But if you hear the right piece, you say, oh, maybe I do like classical music. Um, I'm going to invite you to sing along with me. This is a song that I wrote. Oh, my goodness. I can tell you when it was. How many remember several decades ago when they changed the national speed limit to 55 miles an hour? Raise your hand. Wasn't that a happy day? <laughs> 55. You would get rear-ended before you got around the block if you drove 50, 55 miles an hour. Now we drive legally 85 miles an hour across Kansas, isn't it, Pastor? Well, <laughs> there are some highways that allow that. Anyhow, um, I wrote this song. It's called Country Church. about an 18-wheeler truck driver that was, his life had fallen apart. He was about to commit suicide. And, well, let's let the song tell the rest of the story. Here comes Country Church. Well, I was driving down the valley with my radio on Trying hard to change my dismal state of mind Bet the music couldn't cover all my shattered dreams Nor the empty, empty feeling deep inside Well, I was tempted to abandon any hope that I had When I reached to turn my radio down Just enough to hear the music from a country church You were sitting on the edge of town And they were singing What a Stepped inside that little country church I felt a warmth I'd never felt before And the glow of shining faces I couldn't understand It started something knocking at my door Well, the parson wasn't preaching about religion that day No, his sermon hit my conscience like a knife It was a heart-to-heart -heart experience with God himself to change the whole complexion of my life They were singing Well now I'm driving up the valley Feeling lighter than air I can hardly keep her under 85 I got a taste of heaven in a country church where the folks were coming alive Well something happened in that meeting on the edge of town It really really blew my mind Changed the whole complexion of my broken dreams It's the closest thing to heaven I can find Now I'm
job of singing and uh, you know there's still a few there's still a few churches that have hymnals um, of course you've got screens all around you but there's still some people I understand that even though the lyrics are on the screen they still like like to sing out of this book one reason they do is they know how to read notes and the notes aren't on the screens. <clears throat> you may know the name Johnny Hall. <clears throat> and maybe somebody could slip back and get me a glass of water because I have a sense that I may need it before this is over. But <clears throat> it's a hymnal called One Voice. And, uh, oh, I'm going to have three glasses of water. Are there any more volunteers? <laughs> This hymnal is called One Voice, and I got together with Johnny Hall. He said, I'd like to make a hymnal that doesn't have 700 hymns in it, like many of them do now. But he said, just the ones that, thank you. We might need to. Yeah. I'm going to hang on to it. Okay, that's fine. Oh, okay. Thank you. And so we came up with 234 hymns uh, out of a survey of many different denominations. And Rachel, why don't you throw that up on the screen? Um, it's called the One Voice Hymnal. As I said, 234 of your favorite hymns. Well, why wouldn't you want the 700 hymn hymnal? Well, if you keep it in your purse, you're, you're going to need a dolly to run the thing around. Uh, this will go in your purse rather comfortably. One cool thing about it is that I recorded with Grand Piano and uh, Sue Caudill on the pipe organ all 234 hymns, and they're on 12 CDs, so you can pop them in your car. Or here's a cool idea. I got one right here. See this little thing? You got this little tab. And on that tab, the size of my little finger is all 234 hymns. The card doesn't do anything except keep you from losing the little tab. So you can get all the hymns that way. You can play them in your car, either on CD or on uh, this, little, um, this little card. It's incredible. We got some in the back of the church. And you can take a look at it on the way out. But I thought this might be a good, since we're singing such a great, doing such a great job on these hymns. You know, oh, I get my choice. Let's see. Did this come from the same source? Let's find I'm just going to alternate between the two. I'm not sure which one I like the best. But I like the ace in this one. Um, one of the things I enjoy doing as much as anything, and that is <clears throat> improvising. Improvising is like arranging, but instead of spending four hours 
to write an arrangement, you arrange it as you play. So it might take four minutes, right? Okay, if you give me the first three people who give me a hymn, I'm going to weave them together. I don't even know what key it's going to be in. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. God steers the fingers, yes. Something good. I just feel like something good. Uh, the Bill Gaither one? Good. And I see a hand back here. What was that again? At the cross. Okay. Okay. Um, I've heard four titles, but we're ultimately going to hear How Great Thou Art. So if you can be patient and wait a few minutes, we'll get to that one. Okay? Okay. At the cross, and I just feel like something good is about to happen. on its way well he has promised he would open all of heaven and brother it could happen any day wrong key Something good is about to happen And brother, this could be Brother, this could be Brother, this could be That very day What hymn is coming next? Don't know? It's all right. I don't either. songs without wanting to sing, right? Maybe you can sing on this one if I can find the right key. 
If you didn't choose the career that you followed, what would you do? If I wasn't a musician, I'd really be broke. It's about the only thing I can do. But I will tell you, the career I had in mind at the start, I wanted to be a golfer. I wanted to be a professional golfer, and the problem was, much as I enjoyed playing the game, and as good as I was, I didn't have the money to jump through all the hoops you did to become a pro golfer. But um, I remember, I remember, I had this um, this new driver that came out, and I decided I'm just going to help him experiment with this new driver. And I got a hold of one of those, and I, I got out on the course, and the first time. I was using it. Rachel was with me, and she had her cell phone, and I said, Rachel, get some shots of this. I want folks to see this in action. Where'd you get that? Try not, that's, look, that's not even a driver, that's shooting on something. But look at that, look at that one from out in the, that's the way my game goes. Try one more. Yeah, this is the one. Watch this incredible shot, folks. It... I was going to introduce my wife about this time. She's back there pushing the buttons, unfortunately. And she's pushed some of the wrong buttons, okay? It happens. Well, that's enough, Rachel. Forget about trying to find the ones I wanted them to see. <laughs> well, now you know why I became a musician. But you know, we've all had lunch with somebody, dinner, breakfast, whatever, and we get to talking about things all around the moon. All kinds of subjects. Where do you buy your pizza? Uh, where are you going on your vacation? What's your hobby? Things like that. And sometimes we come real close to talking about the most important thing that ever happened in our life. And then we kind of veer off in another direction. And we have a chance. to talk about Jesus, and we don't. Well, <clears throat> since I made him the CEO in my life, I can't stop talking about him. California, leaving New York City far behind. My life was like a bundle of confusion. I was looking for a love that I could never find. Then I tuned into a gospel station. I heard about a sweet, sweet salvation. Then I gave my all to Him, my heart and my soul and my mind. 
him Stop talking about a change that's taking place in me You know that I can't be living without him Things are getting clear and I can finally see My life is like a celebration Because I am a new, a new creation Now I can't stop talking about him Every day So I was driving down the highway Singing hallelujah and feeling fine When this law man pulled me over He said to me, you're gonna walk the dotted line And he said, I got this strange suspicion I'm wondering about your, your condition I said, I got a taste of what it means to be alive Now I can't stop talking about Talking about the change that's taking place in me You know that I can't keep living without it Things are getting clear and I can find my life is, it's like a celebration Because I am a new, a new creation Now I can't stop talking about him Every day Well, if you're wondering why Well, I'm here to testify Look what he's doing in me In me Now I can't stop talking about it Talking about the change that's taking place in me You know that I can't be living without him Things are getting clearer and I can find a see My life is like a sun because I am a new, a new creation Now I can't stop talking about him Can't be living without him You know that I can't stop talking about him There's so many things that come to my mind if I should start talking about Jesus, which I'm doing this morning, talking about him, singing about him. And we're going to do some more of that, as a matter of fact. Um, so if my praise team will come up, Patrick and Lori, and uh, we're going to sing about the name of Jesus. You know, we know about the power of God, and we know about 
the power of Jesus. But have you thought a lot about how much power there is in the name of Jesus? If you're afraid to use that name, you ain't going to have any power. Using the name of God in Washington these days, well, it's kind of the thing you want to do because there's a certain amount of our population that needs to know that you kind of have a belief in God. But listen for the name of Jesus. You ain't going to hear it in Washington. Hardly by anybody. Oh, there's a few believers that will use that name. I remember a fellow, he was a singer. <clears throat> he was on one of these floats up in uh, Seattle, I think it was. He was in a parade, and his church had a, fl- a float in the parade. He was standing up on top of it, and he was singing gospel songs. And before he knew it, there was a whole corral of satanic figures with the horns and everything, and they were dancing around his float. Well, what would happen if he told them to flee? Well, they'd probably dance faster. But what he said, I command you, in the name of Jesus, to flee from this scene. And those guys fled and went back to their float. It's in the name of Jesus that the disciples were able to cast out demons. The lame were able to walk. The blind were able to see. We're going to sing about that name right now. Blessed, blessed be the name of the Lord. 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 Most high. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Down where for cleansing from sin I cry. 
Sorry, Rachel, I got a little ahead of you there. His name is wonderful. His name is wonderful. His name is wonderful. Jesus, my Lord. He is the mighty done today, we've just kind of uh, gathered around the piano in the living room and had the opportunity to sing some tunes that are special to us. And that's a good thing to do. But you know, when you do that in your own home, somehow grandpa always has to get back up and say just a few words. So here he is. <laughs> My wife got blessed. Wow. It's pretty exciting. 
In the days of the Great Depression, which was a hundred years ago or so, the brilliant attorney by the name of Clarence Darrow was speaking to a large black congregation in the city of Chicago. And as he spoke, he talked to them about some of the fact, the fact that they were people who seemed to have lost hope. And many of them were without jobs. And then as he continued to speak, he said, in spite of those things, you sing. He said, I've never heard anyone sing like you have been singing these past moments. He said, what in the world, with all you're going through, what in the world do you have to sing about? And one lady in the congregation shouted out and said, we have Jesus to sing about. And maybe that's what the Apostle Paul was thinking about in Ephesians chapter 5 when he wrote these words. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Speak to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God, the Father for everything. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. He was making a comparison there. He was saying, don't get drunk on alcohol, but be filled with the joy of the Spirit of the living God. You know, we like to think of ourselves as a singing church. And we are associated with, uh, maybe, maybe some of you don't know this, but we're kind, of, we're kind of hooked up with the Church of the Nazarene. And the Church of the Nazarene was thought of as a singing church. And I remember as a boy, we would go to church on Sunday night in those days, and we went to a little white clapboard church. And we didn't have air conditioning. And Mrs. Bunyan would be sitting up at the upright piano playing the tunes on a Sunday night. And so the windows were open so that we'd get a little cross breeze through there. And the thing that always interested me was how the neighbors that lived nearby who would never come to church would set out on their front porch to listen to our church sing. To listen to us sing. Some of us sitting here today probably are thinking, you know what, I'm not much of a singer. And I never have the opportunity to be part of a choir or anything like that. We look at the musicians that we have in our church, and I'll tell you something, Miss Lori does this incredible job of making sure that we have musicians on that platform every Sunday. And sometimes she doesn't know who the guitar player might be. Or where a bass player is going to come from. But she takes it upon herself to make sure she has those people in those places. And some of us look at that and we hear what she sings and we step back and think, man, I can never be part of a worship team like that. I could never be involved with that. But can I tell you something? That's the least important part of being a singing church. 
That's not the most important thing. What Paul is talking about here is what is happening within us. Paul is telling us that we all have a part to sing. Whether we're on the platform or sitting at a piano, we all have a part to sing. Oh, but pastor, I, I don't sing. Really, look what Paul says. He talks to us about our speech. He says that we speak psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. We read in Psalm 19, May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Sometimes we are so careless with our words. Our words. You know what I'm talking about? We get to the place of work. Sometimes the way we speak to the person sitting next to us in church, the person that we work with, the neighbor next door, we're so careless with the way that we speak. And hang on, you may want to write this down. Because it's coming. They tell you. <laughs> well, you may want to reverse that in a minute, moment here. Uh, you will never criticize someone into greatness. But you can encourage people into greatness. By the way we speak. And the way we respect them. And the way we build them up rather than tear them down. If you have discord with your neighbor and you're out of tune with the people that you worship with, how in the world can we believe that we are in harmony with God? Hmm. I have had people... I've been doing this for 50 years. And across those 50 years, I have on more than one occasion been around people who by their life were saying, I can't get along with anybody, but God and I are just like this. Think again. Think again. It's our speech. Speak to one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs that aren't hymns. They're just other songs. But look what he says. He says, sing. Sing. <laughs> Some of you, I know you. I haven't been here that long, but I know you because I know people in churches. You were sitting here and you were listening and your lips were moving, but you weren't singing. Come on. It's okay. But Paul says that your song is important. And Paul says that you're singing one whether you know it or not. By the way we live our lives. Look back at that passage in Ephesians. It says, make music in your heart to the Lord. Aren't you glad that God loves us monotones too? I grew up in that little church, that little white clapboard church with the windows open and the breeze coming through, and I would stand next to my father. 
And my father was not a singer. My father was a monotone. And he would sing, Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like... He didn't know where he was going, but the words he knew. And he couldn't carry a tune in a bucket. But I'm a little guy and I'm watching him. And my father had the impression that singing was kind of a part of worship, and if you're supposed to do it, he was going to do it. And I'm a little guy watching him, and I'm thinking, if my dad's doing it, I'm going to do it too. You are singing a song by the way we live, by how we impact other people. I'm glad he likes monotones. But then I get on down to verse 20, where it says, always giving thanks to God the Father, in everything, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. When the world around you is starting to self-destruct as it feels like it is these days, you can make music in your heart. You can make music in your heart and enjoy the fullness of the Spirit of God. A young woman speaking to her mother one day was sharing with her how hard life had become. And she said, Mom, I've been through so much and I've continued to go through so many things and sometimes I'm just tired of the fight. I'm tired of always being under pressure and I'm tired of all of the situations that I'm facing in life and sometimes I just want to quit. And her mother took her to the kitchen and she filled three pots with water. You remember the story? And she put them on the stove and she turned them on. And in one pot she put carrots and in the next pot she put eggs and in the final pot she put coffee grounds. And she let those things on the stove for about 20 minutes And they boiled away. And then she shut off the burners and set the pots aside and began to take the contents out of them. She took the carrots out and placed them in a bowl. And then she took the eggs out of the pot and put them in a bowl. And then she began to ladle the coffee out of that third pot and put it in the bowl. And by now, she's beginning to see some changes. The carrots had become soft and the egg was hard and the daughter tasted the coffee with its aroma and its flavor. And then she said to her mother, what's the point? And the mother said to her, each one of those elements faced the same adversity. It was that boiling pot. And each of those reacted to it differently. The carrot went in strong and came out soft and weak. The egg went in fragile with that shell protecting that that delicate liquid center. But the coffee, instead of being changed by the boiling water, changed the water, its environment. 
Which are you? Are you the carrot that seems strong, but adversity comes along and you built? Are you the egg that starts with that hard shell, but very fragile, but on the inside, you've become hardened and bitter and difficult to get along with? Or are you the coffee changing the circumstances that you're in by the fact that there is a song in your heart, that there is something within you that changes your environment even though you're going through perhaps the most difficult of times? Are you one where when the water gets hot, you begin to change the situation. So, are you a carrot or an egg or a coffee bean? It's your song that makes the difference. Speak to the Lord with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Making music in your heart even if you can't carry a tune in a bucket. I can make music in my heart to Him. Father in heaven, thank You for today. Thank You for giving us the opportunity to gather here this morning and hear music that brings back memories, music that still speaks to our soul, music that reminds us that there is this... God... You are the God of infinite variety. And we are grateful. And we praise you today for your presence here with us. And I pray for your people. Help us, Father, to find ways to continue to lift you and worship you and acknowledge you and live for you and promote you by the song that we sing in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Tim, for that reminder. And it also reminds me of, you know, we live in a day when the musical styles have changed really quickly. Back in the previous century, We sang the same songs as our parents did and our grandparents in the same style. Then all of a sudden in this new century, everything got compressed. And suddenly churches are having to figure out how do we deal with contemporary music and traditional music simultaneously. It's a huge challenge. Ken Tippin and I decided to get together and do something about it. We're going to three cities Greeley, Denver, and Colorado Springs, and we're doing hymn sings. They're called hymn sing concerts because about two-thirds of it is hymn sings and one-third is concerts. And um, the next one coming up, well, no, it's not the next one coming up, but two weeks from tonight, we will be in Woodman Valley Chapel. Do you know where that is? Just go down the highway here to I-25, make a left, 
Go about seven or eight miles, and you're just about at Woodman Valley Chapel. We're going to be there with um, a choir uh, and eight or ten-piece brass group called Jericho Brass, and we're going to sing our hearts out. We did this last Sunday at Denver First. That was the very first one. And we're going to keep going it as long as the people want it and God gives us the strength to do it. Right back on the table you'll find after the concert this morning, after the service, let me call it, you'll see a brochure that's got all the dates and times and locations. So pick up one of those and it'll be a reminder Just kind of tape it on your fridge, and we'll look to see you there, okay? Uh, I hope you don't already have something going. Two weeks from tonight, that's October the 10th. Not 6 o'clock, not 7 o'clock. This one's 5 o'clock, okay? All right. You know, we serve an incredible God. He's huge. He's bigger than the universe. How do we know that? He created the universe. He's got to be bigger than it. I I went on my cell phone one time. Um, There's a person that, you know, when I have a problem and I have a big question and I'm looking for an answer, I go to this same person. Um, His name is Siri. (laughs) Is it a her or a he? Sometimes I get a her and sometimes I get a he. But anyhow, it's Siri. And I went on and asked, how big is the universe? I got this response. The universe has a diameter of 93 billion light years. That's big, folks. It isn't just scientists that are interested in the size of the universe. The psalmist David was laid out under the stars one night. And he spoke these words, which are indelible. They're in the scriptures. When I look up into the night sky, and I see the work of your fingers, the moon, the stars, the galaxies, I can only say, David, who are you that God had even spend one moment's notice? We put a man on the moon back in the 60s, and since then that's really opened a wider window of discovery of the bigness of God. And then we put the Hubble telescope out there, and it's been making circles around the world, taking pictures of the universe for over 25 years now. The stars seem to be getting so close together, they have to filter the close ones in order to be able to see the far ones. Some of them are spinning so fast, they create a black hole in the center. Spinning out of it, more and more galaxies out of its vortex. And out of that it emerges what we call nebula, which are huge streams of gas dust. and debris created by these explosions. This one is called the Eagle Nebula. See its wings spread out? Makes you ask the question, 
just how big is the universe. We measure it in light years, the distance that light travels in one year. See if you can get your arms around this now. <clears throat> light travels pretty fast, 186,000 miles per second. Let's just run the math on that. 60 seconds times 60 minutes, 24 hours. Six trillion miles to one light year. Now, you send up one of our rockets at a nominal 20,000 miles per hour, it would take 25,000 of those light years to get to the closest galaxy. And they say there are some that are 14 billion light years out in space. Oh, I like this. God's made each one unique, like you people. Each one, uh, here's one that looks, uh, this one is, looks a lot like our own Milky Way. There's a Sombrero Galaxy, the huge Andromeda Galaxy. Oh, I like this. Two galaxies got together in space. They're called the Rose Galaxy. Isn't that pretty? Oh, and then there's one called the Whirlpool Galaxy, which is one of the closer ones to our own Milky Way. That's where we live, the Milky Way. Uh, oh, but it has a black hole. We've zoomed a little closer so you can see what the Hubble telescope picked up when it got a shot of the Whirlpool Galaxy. What do you see that's different? It's a cross. I wonder what those astronomers thought when the Hubble shot this picture back to Earth. Wow, that's supposed to be a black hole. But this one is shaped like a cross. Was it to remind us that we'd all be lost in a black hole if it wasn't for the cross? Wow. You know, the cross is a symbol of, for the sick, it's a symbol of healing. For the dying, it's a symbol of life. For the lonely, it's a symbol of a friend. For the desperate, a symbol of hope. For the lost, it's a compass to find your way. You know, if you've ever driven up 285 out of Denver, especially at night, you would discover a huge cross on the hillside just slightly out of Denver. Um, and that cross, if you can believe it, is 400 feet high. It's the biggest lighted cross. Madeline Murray O'Hare and her clan don't like it that you can see 10,000 people can see that cross at one time. All across the world, there are crosses on islands, beside highways, beside rivers, on necklaces, on desks, in offices, the cross. So symbolic to us as Christians 
of what Jesus did when he went to the cross. I think you all know that, that old hymn. Could we sing it together? So I'll cherish the old rugged At last I lay I will cling to and exchange it for a crown. to prove my Savior name. 
to the restaurant today. It's okay. It's all right. Have you enjoyed the morning? Have you? Okay, now I want to find out how much you enjoyed it. <laughs> no. <laughs> you clap all you want, but I'm going to receive a love offering now for our guest. And I need your help. Because when this is all over and I have the opportunity to uh, present him with an envelope to thank him for coming, I don't want to be embarrassed. So would you help me today as we receive an offering for our guest? And if you need time to write a check, we'll give you all the time in the world to do that. I like doing this kind of thing in the churches that I'm part of. And so right now, we have scheduled on the 31st of October, that's Halloween Day, that morning, the Legacy Quartet from up in Denver, Colorado, Southern Gospel Quartet. You will enjoy them very much. 
but it takes extra. These things aren't part of our church budget. So if you can help me with this today, I will appreciate it. I would have prayed before they passed those plates, but they've got them. Go on, go on. It's do it. Get every dime, and Jim Christie's got a big check he's going to put in, I'm sure. <laughs> Heavenly Father, I am grateful for your presence in this place today as we have enjoyed listening and singing and worshiping. And Father, as we receive this offering today for our guest, I pray simply that you would bless it and make it more than enough. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, Jerry, I think you have some CDs out here, don't you? I do. Tell you what, I'll talk about them right after the offering. Okay, you do it. Okay. Play the tune. Good. I'd be glad to. Um, I never introduced my wife. She's hiding behind a big monitor there, but I mentioned her name a few times, and when she threw that golf scene up there that I didn't particularly like, I decided not to introduce her, but I've changed my mind. Rachel, wave your hand. You'll see her back at the table afterwards. Yes. I just wanted to also let you guys know that um, we wanted to thank the Springstons for letting us use their piano. We hadn't moved over here, so we're, we're super grateful for that. So I wanted to say thank you. Thank you. There's an expression we use in the twinkling of an eye. The Bible only used that once. And Paul used it when he was talking to the Corinthians about how quickly it'll happen when Jesus comes back in the twinkling of an eye. This is the shortest piece in my repertoire. It happens to be the fastest, too. And I'm going to play it in the twinkling of an eye. 2,456 notes in two minutes. Feel free to count if you want to keep me honest. When I'm gone, cause I won't have to leave here alone. And when I hear that last trumpet sound, my feet won't stay on the ground. I'm gonna ride with a shout, gonna fly. I'm gonna ride with my Lord through the sky. Heaven is near, but I can't stay here. Goodbye, world. Thank you. 
Goodbye, world, goodbye. Thank you, thank you. Just one more piece, and before we do that, let me just share a couple things with you. Uh, Rachel, let's, let's skip the... Uh, we have a promo about our CDs. I've got about a dozen back there, but one of them, uh, it's a series of Quiet Times ones, three of them, a trilogy. Got a special on it, but it's, it's the kind that are so quiet, you don't want to play them in your car if you're the driver. You will go to sleep. <laughs> but I've tried to make each one distinctly different in style. So if you like your hymns in jazz style, or in Celtic style, or gospel style, or classical style, there's a CD for you. A couple Christmas ones, even a Broadway, a Broadway one that um, some of you would really enjoy. And uh, we got a special on all of them now. We keep dropping the price. Uh, Rachel keeps doing that, and I say, where'd you get that poster? She keeps changing the price, but uh, that's kind of her department, so I'll let her do it. <clears throat> I hope you haven't changed the price on this one because it's so low already. Um, I've been keeping a journal for 60 years now of the incredible things that have happened in my life that I can't explain without God. If you had some of those things happen to you, I've got about a hundred stories. Some of them are not as significant as others. Some of them are life-death stories. And somebody said, Jerry, you ought to write that in a book. I did. <clears throat> Just came out about three or four months ago. There's a lot of people who are wrestling with and asking the question, is heaven really for real? And they can't quite get their arms around it. So that's what this book is about. It's called, Is Heaven Really for Real? It includes a bunch of those stories from my life. Also, can, if you've heard uh, Jim Deal tell his story about um, dumping over the river raft, and he was like underwater for about 12 minutes, up and down, up and down, all beat up and bruised. There's a story about an angel that shows up. I'll tell you. It's probably the best chapter in the book. Chapter 10. You want to make, it's worth buying the book for that. Uh, interesting, Rachel. It looks like you've got the CD. It's a double-length CD of songs about heaven, but you got the CD down to $3? Is that right? It says the, the book is $16, but if you buy the book and the CD, it's $19? Is that right? I guess, I guess it is today. <laughs> um, not only that, if you're wondering what's in the book, inside each cover, this will tell you about it. It also will tell you about a kind of an exceptional deal. <clears throat> Once you've bought a book and a CD for the rest of your life, every time you buy a book to give to a friend, that's in hospice, that's in trouble, it's about to commit suicide, whatever crisis, every time you buy a book, we give you a free CD. Quantity, 
There's no limit on the quantity. There is a limit on the time, though. When Jesus comes back, the deal is off. So, anyhow, that little uh, bookmark tells you how to get those CDs free. I want to close with one more song. This is a chance for you to join me on it. But it's an expression of worship of this incredible God that we serve. And I just want to thank you people for singing so great, for worshiping, for not even checking your watches, because I haven't been checking mine until about now. And uh, um, so hopefully you don't have anything burning in the oven this morning. We're about to wrap it up, but somebody requested how great thou art. And here it comes. Sing your heart out. T-minus 10, 9, 8, go for main engine start. 7, 6, main engine ignition. 4, 3, 2, 1, 0, and liftoff of Space Shuttle Atlantis as Columbus sets sail on a voyage of science to the space station. Houston now controlling. Roger, roll, Atlantis. Oh, Lord, my God. When I an awesome wonder Consider all The worlds your hands have made I see the stars I hear the rolling thunder Display
are mighty, God, you are great. You are the reason we sing and celebrate. You are mighty, God, you are great. You are the reason we sing and celebrate. God, you are mighty. You are mighty, God, you are great. You are the reason. You are the reason we sing and celebrate. shine upon you and be gracious unto you and give you peace. God bless you. Go with a song in your heart. Speak psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. God bless you. You are dismissed. Just to get through Looking back on my